quite yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm working on it. I, I'm actually um, kind of looking forward to spring break being over, you know, not being able to go anywhere and having a teenager at home always makes it a little exciting. <laughs> That's true. The poor kids with this uh, pandemic, eh? It's been yeah. really rough on them. Well, it's, um, they, they spend a lot of time online and, um, you know, it's just trying to get them out. And so luckily it's beautiful weather now and hopefully we can start camping soon and yes. in nature. Yes. We're looking forward to camping as well. It'll be awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Well, let, let me introduce you here. So we've got Barbara Wellborn of Wellborn Body Works. Uh, her title is Healing the Healer, Five Keys to Overcoming As Ascension Fatigue. Barbara Wellborn guides women on a journey deep within themselves to uncover their soul's true path so that they may live with passion and purpose in these extraordinary times. With over 20 years of experience in multiple modalities, Barbara combines deep energy soul work with the support of meditation, creativity, and spiritual coaching to help her clients achieve outstanding physical, emotional, and spiritual health. On her days off, Barbara loves being out in nature, camping with her family, and healing the land that lovingly holds her. An award-winning artist, Barbara is passionate about creating works of art that reflect the journey of the soul. Oh my goodness, you're so awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I will turn it over to you and back out. And uh, if anybody has questions or comments, please feel free to put them in the Facebook. Um, and I'll feed. do my best to try to figure it out. No, no, I'll, really I'll, I'll send it to you through the chat. No, I got you covered. I got you covered, Barbara. Gotcha. No awesome. <laughs> so, so I'll let you take over here. All right. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. Uh, good morning and congratulations on taking time for yourself this morning to attend this event. I am so happy to be here with you. So who here is experiencing unexplained fatigue? Who here feels disconnected and out of sorts? Who here is feeling overwhelmed as you are trying to anchor the light in these ever-changing times. My name is Barbara Wellborn, and I reside as a guest upon the ancestral lands of the Sioux Nation of the South Okanagan. Today, I am going to teach you five keys for overcoming fatigue in these stressful times. By the time we are done, you will have the tools to establish a solid daily routine so that you can be build resilience, growth, and peace into your life. How does that sound? As Shauna mentioned, I have been a holistic practitioner for over 20 years. I am certified in multiple energy and psychic healing modalities, aromatherapy, and medical intuition. I have done massage and lymph drainage as a therapist in both clinical and private practice. We are living in extraordinary times. COVID-19, the political upheaval around the world. We have seen protests and riots. We have seen the good and we have seen the bad. As healers, we have felt the collective anxiety that has been surrounding us for the past couple of years and it's taken its toll. As the vibration on the planet is shifting, it is pushing our shadow side into view so that we can make peace with it heal it, 
and integrated in a healthy and loving manner. As healers, many of us have been called to be the anchor of this new energy here at this time. But many of us are feeling exhausted and overwhelmed at the enormity of this task. I have had the privilege of working with a myriad of people and healers all over the world. As a wife, mother, and practitioner, I know what it's like to prioritize everyone else's needs without any regards to my own. Too often I have women who come to me with fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, debilitating migraines, and various forms of cancer. These are women who have endlessly given of themselves to the point where their well ran dry and there was nothing left to give. A large part of what I do in my practice is help healers and other women regain a sense of their priorities and to release old emotions that have locked them into repetitive patterns of self-neglect. When I learned the huge benefits of taking care of myself first, what I like to call sacred selfishness, I decided that this needed to be the cornerstone of all the work I do with my clients. When I take care of myself first, I can show up for my clients and the planet in a powerful way. Now, most days I am grounded in a way that I haven't been in the past. I have learned to recognize my body's signals and to embrace the lesson she is trying to teach me. I can stand in a place of clarity and neutrality that allows me to be the observer and no longer the reactor. But it hasn't always been that easy. In today's climate, being an observer and not having to react to everything that goes on around us is a gift that we can all cultivate and is a necessary part to getting through these challenging times. About six years ago, my own well dried out and crumbled to dust. <laughs> my husband had been downsized from a very lucrative long-time career. I was raising an only child who looked at me to be as everything. And I was serving on a board of directors at a school that was in financial crisis. The one common thread was that I was constantly being asked to give more, to make more money to help my family, to provide more emotional support as my husband figured out his new life, to donate more time and monetary support for a school that was failing. And needless to say, my child always needed more. He's a teenager now that really hasn't seemed to let her up. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. I spent countless hours lying awake, worrying about how I was going to magically make everything right for all of these people that were relying on me to fix things. I wasn't fulfilling any of my basic needs. I was a mess. I cried at dinner almost every night, relaying the latest tragedy that was occurring at the school, trying to figure out how we were going to pay the teacher's salaries, even if it meant dipping into our own personal savings to keep them from missing a paycheck. My very intuitive child was getting into trouble at school because he was mirroring the emotions he was picking up at home. Feeling powerless to help me, but somehow needing to express all of the conflict he was witnessing. My body started failing me and I realized that I couldn't continue like this. I was referred to a Chinese medicine doctor for some of the physical issues I was experiencing. 
and left a message in my upbeat and professional voice. Within five minutes, my phone rang and I found myself spending the next hour talking to this doctor. Shortly into the conversation, he burst out laughing and he said, wow, you really present well. From everything I've heard, you are exhausted. I mean, you're clinically exhausted. As in, if you will wind up in the hospital, if you don't quit what you are doing and start taking care of yourself. I didn't know how. I had been trained, as we have all, as women, been trained generationally that we take care of everybody first. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I so clearly remember that moment standing in the kitchen, phone cradled in my hand, and I could feel the heat rising in my face as I looked around at the stacks of pots and pans piled on the counter, the mounds of paperwork covering every surface in the dining room, from the bookshelves, the endless unfinished things surrounding me. And all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. I just sank to the floor and burst into tears. Just one more mess to deal with. Completely sobered by his words. My facade had just crumbled. How could I, this professional healer, have gotten myself to this place? I could no longer pretend that I was okay anymore. My well had run dry. I literally had nothing left to give to my family, to my community, my clients. I had to learn a whole new way of being. I had to learn to take care of myself first, starting with the absolute basics, eating, sleeping, getting sunshine, walking, outside, exercise. Over the past six years, I've had to learn that taking care of myself first is imperative. Otherwise, how can I take care of others? If I don't replenish my well, how can others draw upon my wisdom, my knowledge, and my support? With the help of mentors and teachers in taking my recovery step by step, I now have a balanced life where I advocate for myself first and everybody else second. As I have learned, I now teach others that we can be responsible for our relationships while still remaining responsible to ourselves. This past year has challenged all of us. This past year has called into sharp relief that we can't keep doing things the way we used to. But your experiences may be different. How many of you here have experienced burnout or exhaustion in your life, especially this past year? Type your answers in the comments. If you look around, you will notice that you're not alone. Statistics show that women and women healers especially are burning out at alarming rates. 
we have to start looking after ourselves. When we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it details five areas of growth. There's our basic needs such as food, water, warmth, and rest. Our safety needs, which is our security and our, our home. It's those things that keep us safe, our finances. Then we move into the psychological needs of belongingness and love. That's our intimate relationships and friendships. Moving up into our esteem needs, prestige and feelings of accomplishment. Lastly, at the pinnacle of this triangle is our self-actualization. It's this ability to focus on our spiritual growth and our creative activities. Now, many of us as healers touch into that self-actualization point very often. And it's here that we're able to achieve this higher level of potential through our spiritual growth. But there are times when we really need to dip back down into those lower categories because we forget that we need to be fulfilling some of our more basic needs. As a spirit, having a human experience, it's important to take care of these earthly bodies that we've taken in this lifetime so that we can function at our optimal levels. It's all well and good to be up in the ether in a constant state of source connection, but we do need to remember that our bodies need tending as well. Modeling impeccable self-care to our clients is so important. It always comes back to needing to take care of ourselves first before being able to take care of others. As healers, we need self-care more than anyone. Our growth depends on us constantly clearing the energetic blocks that come up into our fields. Remember that we call the clients to us that help us to heal our own wounds. In my field of study, we term this matching pictures. It's that vibrational match that we have with our clients that's being called up in us to clear. It make no mistake, those people came into your life for a reason. And yes, sometimes this makes it feel as if we're only two steps ahead of our clients, but this gives us the compassion and understanding to know what they are experiencing and to be able to help them at that deepest level. For those who are watching, the ascension is a phase that you may be, a phrase you may be hearing a lot. The ascension is a conscious choice to engage in evolution. It's not about leaving the planet. It's not about being rescued by extraterrestrials. It's not about the rapture. It's about the evolutionary shifting of our planet from a third dimensional vibration to a fifth dimensional vibration. When we consciously align ourselves with the shifts that are occurring, it will touch into every aspect of our being, the physical, the emotional, mental, <laughs> egoic, and spiritual. Each of these structures are going through a tremendous transformation, whether we are aware of it or not. 
We are evolving to match the demands of a higher consciousness. During this time, many people are awakening to long dormant aspects of our soul self. This increased awareness returns wisdom, knowledge, and connection to these divine aspects of ourselves. But integrating this new aspect of self can be tiring and confusing as we try to navigate, awaken, and embody these new frequencies. There are long lists of ascension symptoms that can help you navigate these unusual times. Being aware of your own body is first and foremost. It is imperative to discern what is an ascension symptom and what might be something you need to consult with your medical doctor. Ascension symptoms, in my own experience, tend to come and go. 2020 was a challenging year for most of us. I know that after a huge trip to South Africa at the end of 2019, that 2020 became an integration year for all that I had shifted. Being empathic led me to profoundly experiencing every world trauma that was occurring. And I found myself on a roller coaster of emotional ups and downs. Remember that crying is a beautiful way for our body to release. Do not hold it back. There is much to mourn in the world right now, and it's okay to feel it and then let it go. You may be experiencing feelings of anxiety and panic. Your ego is kicking into gear, trying to protect you from change because your ego hates change. <laughs> and your body goes into fear. As we let go of old patterns of being, we can feel vulnerable and powerless. Unusual aches and pains may be coming up for you. As we release old blocked energy and move into a higher frequency, we will be releasing toxins from ourselves and these can show up as body pains. We can be concerned about all these symptoms or we can learn to mitigate them by listening to our bodies and listening to our higher self. I'd like to share the five keys that I utilize on a daily basis to help myself overcome ascension fatigue. First, exercise. Moving our bodies helps us to move stagnant energy quickly. As the vibration of the planet increases, it is calling us to move with it. If you are feeling tired and out of sorts, move some more. Walk, dance, swim, jump up and down. It doesn't matter. Just move. Exercising bleeds off cortisol, which is the stress hormone known also as the death hormone. When we release the cortisol, we don't carry that stress forward with us from the day before. So exercising, please get up and move. Your body needs it. Drink more water. Water helps us to move energy. Staying well hydrated can make the energetic shifts we are going through easier to handle. I like to add some chlorophyll to my water. That's what makes it this lovely dark green color. And 
the chlorophyll along with the water helps to remove the toxins more quickly that our body is releasing. Remember when I was talking about the body pains, as we release toxins from our cells, as the vibration is pushing this up and out at that deepest level, water will help carry that out of your body. Thirdly, eat well. Back in August, I had done a huge energetic shift. And my higher self made it really, really clear to me that I was to eat only raw fruits and vegetables going forward from that point. Now, I'm not advocating that for anybody else but me. You have to listen to what your own higher self says. But for me, what that did is it gave my body all the time and the energy it needed to do the deepest house cleaning. For me, it awakened every cell in my body, and I was releasing all of that joint pain I'd been having. I had tons of energy. I felt vibrant and alive. The more fresh fruits and fresh vegetables that you can eat, the better. These are high vibrational foods. It is important that you listen to what your body is asking for. So if you hear that small, still voice saying, hey, I need more fruits and vegetables, listen, please. You might find it beneficial to cut out certain foods that can help relieve symptom pains, that do, symptoms that do cause joint pains and sleeplessness or depression, anxiety. Your body will speak to you. Listening to this will help you grow quicker and move through these vibrational changes. Eating poorly slows down the detoxification process. So put more fruits and vegetables on your plate. Four, key four is create. We are naturally creative beings, but somewhere along the way, most of us lost our ability to play. Allow your childlike nature and wonder to come forward and color, paint, or draw. Now, some of you are gonna say, oh, I'm not artistic, I'm not, I'm not creative. Well, I'm going to tell you, Get yourself a coloring book. These coloring books, they're easy, they're fun, the, the art's done for you. Just color like you did when you were a kid. Have fun. One of the things I like to do is blob on some, um, some watercolor and then trace and find the images within this. I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> it's just about making mindful marks on a page. It's just sitting there with beautiful music and just following your intuition and letting it come out onto the page. Creativity shows up in many different ways. It could be gardening, it could be cooking, sewing, drawing, painting, whatever it is for you. Allow yourself to do something creative. This allows you to touch in to that source connection, that higher 
vibration, connecting in with your higher self. I know that when I am doing my creative work, that my intuitive capabilities increase a hundredfold. Allow yourself to be the creative being that is your birthright. Mindful mark making can be very relaxing and truly therapeutic. The fifth key to overcoming ascension fatigue is doing grounding meditations. Grounding meditations help you to feel centered, aligned, and more resilient. Deep inner peace comes with regular meditation. Grounding meditations can look like connecting into a tree and seeing all of the roots connecting into the center of the earth. And as your roots connect in, you can mix and mingle with all the trees on the planet. Trees communicate with each other in this beautiful manner of connecting roots. So allowing yourself to be truly connected to the heart of the mother allows you to draw from that energy. It keeps you centered. It keeps you balanced. It keeps you from being knocked off balance. These are important during these times. Deep inner peace comes from this. When you make your practice even more profound, go out in nature, put your feet on the ground and allow Mother Earth to give back to you. I love to go up into the hills. I love to lie on the ground and just soak up the energy and receive the healing that it's okay for me to receive in return for all of the work that I do here. Hugging trees feels pretty good too. Most importantly, reach out for support. Join a Facebook group. You're so welcome to join the Woman's Wellness Inner Sanctum. Here I try to offer tips and support to the group to help people go through this ascension process a little bit easier. Going forward, I'll be putting in more creative tips and ideas so that you can try your hand at creativity too. I invite you to contact me. Shauna will put my web address in to the chat, as well as to grab your PDF of the five keys to overcoming ascension fatigue. I so appreciate all of you taking this time out today and doing something good for yourselves. It's such an honor to always get to present and to be here with Shauna and with others to share my knowledge. So thank you so much. If any of you have any questions, I would be delighted to answer them. And you're always welcome to contact me and let me know. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to 12 o'clock. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, bless you. I thought I only had a half an hour. <laughs> no, no. Did you want to keep talking? 
<laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so I want to keep talking. Well, I can just keep talking to you. <laughs> Are we good? Sher Sherry's waiting to come in too. Should we see if she wants to join us? Sure. Sherry's welcome to come join us. Okay. <laughs> she may just have her free screen on there. Oh, hi, Sherry. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hi, Sherry. We're, we're bringing you online a little early. Oh, I'm cool. I 